Hello, and welcome to the world of emotions and the emotion-focused podcast, a podcast series all about emotions, how they work for us, how seemingly sometimes they don't work for us, and how we might understand that and perhaps do something about it. I'm Lou Cooper. I'm your host. I'm based in Nam, Melbourne, Australia, and I'm joined in this series by people from around the globe who have dedicated most of their professional lives to the exploration of emotions. Everything that you hear on this podcast series is informed by emotion theory and emotion-focused therapy. Did you used to get angry when you were a child? Do you remember what that felt like? Do you remember what happened when you got angry when you were a child? Or maybe you're a parent and you have a child or children that get really angry. And what do you do about that? How do you manage that, I suppose? How do you respond to it? It's challenging. I'm joined by Anna-Hilde Vaspo-Hagen, who is a Norwegian emotion-focused psychologist and co-author of a book called Angry Kids, Angry Parents, Understanding and Working with Anger in Your Family. This book is brought out by the American Psychological Association as part of their Life Tools series, and perhaps a tool that many parents would like to have in their hand at certain times when their child is getting angry. Anna Hilda, thank you for joining me. Hello, thank you for having me. Were you an angry child? Yes, I was. You were? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you remember about being an angry child? I remember feeling very bad about my anger, feeling very shameful about it. And I felt that it was a problem that I was angry and that it was absolutely not wanted in my family. So did that make you stop being angry or did that make you even angrier? It did not stop me being angry. I think it did make me more angrier and it also made me feel more shame. And like I felt that there was something almost wrong with me or that I was a mean and selfish person. Mm. Mm. So as a parent, you're a parent now. Do you see your children getting angry? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All kids get angry, but even some, you know, some, some of them get big anger and some of them have small anger, but yes. Of course, they get angry. You do see that. And I think all children get angry at the time. In fact, you know, anger anger has very uh, bad publicity, doesn't it? You know, uh, we yeah, think of anger yeah. in terms of emotions as not a great emotion to have. But yes. we need to get angry sometimes. Anger can be a very healthy emotion. How do we tell the difference between when it's healthy and when it's unhealthy? Hmm. First of all, yes, definitely anger is a very important emotion and it's an emotion that you really want our kids to have a good relationship with their anger. 
because anger does protect them and make them stand up from for themselves and say no and I don't like this um, and this is not okay but of course there are different types of anger and you're asking me how do we know if it's helpful or if it's just the very annoying problematic anger Yeah, because if you're the person getting angry, you know, you feel justified, it feels real and it feels necessary, but the person who's witnessing that anger may have a different opinion. Mm. So very often the anger that is helpful for us, very often when we're angry in a healthy way, we're talking about ourselves. I don't like this. I don't want you to talk to me like this. When you do that, I feel or I think this is unfair. And we kind of have this power in our body that it just seems like something, like we're determined and we're saying it clearly that we're angry. And also, I don't know if everybody knows it, but anger also drives saying something like, that is my toy, give it back to me. I mean, even if you don't say it in an angry voice when you set a boundary anger is the underlying emotion that's very interesting anna hilda i think you're exactly right there that that people think of anger as something akin to rage rather than just being what is underneath our ability to be able to assert ourselves and uh, set boundaries i don't think a lot of people think that that is driven by anger And I guess that's what you're suggesting. That's the kind of anger that we want to teach our children. Yes, absolutely. And they absolutely need to have that kind of anger. But the other kind of anger, when anger isn't that helpful and it's more difficult for, for parents to understand, it's often a type of anger that is covering up more painful emotions and this kind of protective anger this anger that protects your other emotions that kind of anger is often more accusing rejecting and it's more if I am the angry person who is angry in this way that's not so helpful and more difficult to understand I will be talking about you and not me I'll say stuff like, you're so unfair. Why are you doing this? Nobody else is this strict. It's all because of you. It's all because of you. Yeah, so it has this tone of, I accuse you and I reject you and I don't like you. Kind of, this is like the flavor of this, the the anger that's not so helpful. But of course, sometimes helpful anger can also be more explosive and lead more or look more like rage. I mean, you can rage because someone is trying to push your boundaries in a way that you really, really need to puff up. But I think also helpful anger is more easy to be empathic towards, it's easier to understand, it makes more sense in the situation you're in. But the kind of anger that's not so helpful is more difficult to understand. It's, it doesn't make sense in the situation the person's in. 
and it's much more difficult to be empathic towards the person. But still, this type of anger that's not so helpful, it still has a very important function because it does protect yourself from more vulnerable underlying emotions and it confuses people around you so that they don't see how you feel. And sometimes that is an absolutely necessary way to protect ourselves. We can't always show people exactly what we feel. Not if we're in a situation that's not safe with people who, who won't care for us uh, or who won't accept our vulnerable emotions. So it is a way of protecting ourselves that's also kind of smart sometimes. But in the relationship between parent and child, It can become a problem if the child has a lot of this anger that's not so helpful, that's covering up other more painful emotions because our emotional needs are connected to the helpful emotions. So there is a very important need attached to the healthy anger. And when parents face children who are angry in a healthy way and are standing up for themselves and communicating a boundary that needs to be respected. And they might need more space. But if your child is showing this other type of anger that's covering up more painful emotions, what they need comes from those underlying painful emotions. So if the child is actually sad, That child needs comfort and closeness, but the anger drives the parent away. So that can become a problem if it, not if it happens once in a while, but if this is like the style or has become like the cycle between this parent and this child, this can be a problem because it will become difficult for the parent to see what the child really needs and give them the care and attention they need and it and it's difficult for the child to express their needs if the parent isn't curious about what's underneath the, the anger so it's not like this is that something like big dark strange thing that happens it happens all the time we all have this kind of anger that protects us from other emotions so what parents really or what can help is, is if parents are curious about this rejecting or accusative anger and are curious about what's underneath. It sounds like, I mean, you, you're suggesting that parents need to be curious. It sounds like it would be really useful to have an emotion microscope to be able to look inside the child (laughs) and to be given a few clues, you know? Are there clues for parents? There are clues, but you don't even have to be that advanced or it doesn't have to be that complicated. All you actually need to do is attend to the feeling that you see. So if it's anger you see, if it's anger your child expresses, just attend to the anger. How do you do that? Anna Hilda, how do you attend to the anger? So it can be saying something like, I see you're angry. No wonder you're angry because whatever is happening in the situation, 
this is okay. And it's also important to have kind of this posture or demeanor where, where you're kind of signaling that I can take it and it's okay that you're angry. So if you kind of accept your child's anger, even though it doesn't make sense or it's chaotic or it doesn't come out nice, if you still show that you accept the feeling, the angry feeling, then other vulnerable underlying emotion will emerge. So if your child is angry and you attend to it, you validate it, you accept it, then you'll see that the lip starts shaking or that it, the tears starts building up. So then you can almost see the other emotions coming. And then you have this window or this opportunity to also attend to the underlying painful emotions. So that's almost better than to kind of just try to imagine what's underneath, in my experience, working with parents. So you're kind of starting at the top. You're starting with what's on the surface and validating that of... of Letting your yeah. child know that you can see it and you understand it. Absolutely. And what's difficult for parents, obviously, and also for me as a parent, is we're afraid that if we validate the anger, we also say that the behavior that follows the anger is okay. And very often, raging anger is accompanied by bad behavior. And that is easier for parents to do if they have very clearly in their mind that anger is a feeling and aggression is behaviors. Aggression is saying bad things and doing bad things and anger is the emotion. And you can absolutely validate the anger and still set limits for bad behavior and have rules, implement rules and uphold rules. That's a very useful distinction, Anna Hilda. I would like to bring you back to the title of, of the book, Angry Kids, Angry Parents, the interaction between angry kids and angry parents. The book is about how to understand and, and kind of deal with anger in your child but also how to deal with anger in yourself because, of course, we as parents also get angry. And sometimes we are assertive and angry and it's helpful and it's helping us set a limit or establish a new rule where it's very helpful for us. But at other times, we as parents also get angry when in fact we are scared or feel shame or feel guilt. But those emotions become too much to handle and we get angry instead. So in the book, you'll also kind of read about how your own emotions sometimes trap you and kind of uh, prevents you from being the good enough parent that you are. So a lot of the times in parenting, the problem isn't that we don't know what's the smart thing to do. A lot of the times we have the knowledge, we know what the smart thing is to do, but we're not able to do it because we're so angry, because we're so fed up, because we're so frustrated. Mm. 
steam coming out the ears. Yes, yes. And in the same way that it's helpful for the child if you accept their emotions, it's also helpful for parents if they can accept their own emotions and, of course, take responsibility if you say or do stupid things when you're angry. That will really relieve the guilt. But also having a bit more curiosity and compassion for our own feelings as parents really come a long way. And of course, that's easy to say, and it's much more hard to actually do or live up to. But I do think that knowledge about emotions can help us in that way. When we kind of understand why we feel the way we feel, it's easier to feel compassion. When we understand that we're trying to protect something within ourselves or or that getting angry at our nine-year-old also has strings back to our own childhood and from our own experiences, it's easier to feel compassion. And when we feel compassion for ourselves, we get less frustrated and we get less aggressive when we get angry. I think, Anna Hilda, there'll be a lot of parents listening that will welcome this book as a tool to help them work with anger in their families. And I'd like to thank you for, for spending time with me to talk about it. Thank you, Anna Hilda. And thank you for the conversation. Anna Hilda Vasbohagen is a Norwegian emotion-focused psychologist and the book Angry Kids, Angry Parents, Understanding and Working with Anger in Your Family, which is published by the APA, the American Psychological Association, as part of their Life Tools series. And if you'd like more information about this episode and links to other episodes in this series, go to the website, emotionfocused.com.